Neves Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution. A very warm welcome to The Parents Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I'm Lydia L. Corey. And I'm Amanda Yorworth. And uh, those of you who listen to Radio Verulam regularly will know that Amanda usually does uh, Environment Matters, which is a weekly show. It kind of is what it says on the tin that deals with local environmental and national environmental issues. So um, Amanda is joining me tonight as my co-presenter because we're dealing with an issue where she knows so much more than I do about it. Well, that's right, Lydia. And actually, it is something that I'm involved in as well, um, helping to organise the Sustainability Festival, which is happening in St Albans the 11th of May to the 1st of June and my goodness so many events this year I can't I can't believe it there's it's such a huge event yes have you seen the brochure I have I've got I've got one at home I've got one in front of me now and if listeners don't have one how do they get one, Amanda? Well, there's, there's brochures all over, but it has to be said, we are running a bit short now because they've been extremely popular. But the kind of places that you look, try the council buildings, whether you're in Harpenden or one of the villages or in St Albans, uh, tourist information, the Odyssey Cinema, or actually there's quite a few around little cafes and things around the district as well. So you, you should be able to spot one somewhere. And it's, it's on electronically, it's on it the website. It's online as well, that's right indeed. If you go to Sustainable St Albans, their website is devoted now to... To the sustainability festival so you'll find all the information there there's a, a copy of the of the program that you can download there's also all the different events listed in different ways just in case you're interested in for instance things that are appropriate for families so very easy to find events to interest you and that's it and we've just taken a tiny little cross section um to give you a flavor on the parent show this evening of what's going on yeah. but it, there is such a there lovely is so much so Lydia, if i just explain that yeah. the, the festival is organized by um, two groups, Sustainable St Albans and St Albans Friends of the Earth, they get together to do the sort of um, coordinating bit. And then all the different events are run by so many different groups throughout the district. So it's something that is, is, is there's so many people taking part in doing the organisation. It, it really is a cast of thousands at the Sustainability Festival. And it's grown and grown and grown, hasn't it? I mean, this year, look, I mean, it's a proper little booklet and it, it's gone from strength to strength, hasn't it, each it, it really has. It has grown organically. I mean, we were a bit concerned about how we'd managed to get a whole week of stuff together. Now we're struggling to get stuff into three weeks. I know, that's amazing. And how does it fit? I mean, are people coming from... from from around or is this a St Albans mainly well, event? We, we do increasingly have um, groups from outside the district saying oh we want to do something can we join in as well and actually this causes a few problems sort of thinking it's supposed to be St Albans you know wow. we can't sort of go on forever but then on the other hand we love to support all the other great stuff that's going on outside the district as well so as you say actually yes it really is attracting growing support. And the fact that it's on 11th of May to the 1st of June, I, I would recommend parents get their hands on a guide as soon as possible. And yeah. really, you've got to plan it out because there's so much going on. There, it's a tiny bit overwhelming, I'd say, because there's just so many fantastic things to do. Like, I'm just, there's, a, like, just looking at it, there's Farmer's Market East in Harpenden, saving the rare butterfly small the rare small blue butterfly project in St Albans grow your own fresh fruit and vegetables oh yes that's a lovely thing yeah and kids these, can go along to things like that these are all child friendly events that are taking place loads of them are free yes as well as as well as everything else walk around broad colony lakes amazing everybody yoga a Baha'i faith approach to environmental sta- sustainability. There is such a variety. Yeah. There really is such a variety yeah. of things there. Yeah. Um, uh, as you say, you really need to. You really need to just sit down with a sit down with a glass of wine or yeah. something. Take a good look. Put some things into your diary and, and do book things that need booking because yeah. I would say things are booking up really quick. Yeah, and some, some are even sold out, aren't they, Amanda? They are. We'll get on to that yeah. later. Okie doke. So let's tell our listeners, just to give you an idea what's going on in hashtag SusFest19. See That's how right. I'm down with the kids, oh, you are now. Amanda. <laughs> so tonight on the show, we're going to speak to Carolina Karlstrom from EcoEd Life. Yep, that's right. We've got Laura from Mama Bamboo live in the studio with us right now. We've got Martin from Hornbeam Wood Hedgehog Sanctuary. I 
cannot wait for him to come on and tell yes, us what that's about. I'm looking forward to that as well. And as half of St Albans probably know, Catherine Holt from Story Tent is in the in the studio with us now. I think she's she's reared half the half the children of St Albans oh, on her lovely, lovely yes. storytelling. And then Richard Piper from Woodcraft Folk. That's right. Yeah. Um, so if you've got any questions pop along to our Facebook page Parent Show just send us a message and we'll ask your questions live on air or um, um, indeed get it, get in touch with us through Twitter either we're, we're yes, available I can always that. take a look at the queries if, if we need to make sure we sort them all out for listeners absolutely great so shall we start the ball rolling with Laura and uh, she's live in the studio with us now hi Laura how are you hi there very well thank you and now Laura you're from Mama Bamboo yes uh, Mama Bamboo is a, a small independent company um, that I started last year that uh, manufactures and sells bamboo sustainable products for babies and young children. And tell us what kind of what kind of products you're talking uh, about. So we have two main ranges. There are our Bamboo eco-friendly disposable nappies made from bamboo and cornstarch. Um, we have 100% biodegradable baby wipes made from a bamboo fibre and a second range is our Envu Cubs Club tableware which is made out of bamboo fibre and features beautiful little characters from the WWF endangered and vulnerable species list um, and they are super sweet. That's like a double whammy so you've, you're, you're getting a message and they're environmentally sustainable. Yeah absolutely in fact the tableware comes with a little story card uh, which introduces the little uh, character that you've chosen to your little one with some fun facts and explains why they're actually endangered. Um, so it's really about engaging children in early discussions about conservation. That's fantastic. And and the thing is, I, I know when I was, when my kids were open, were, were younger, they, um, the problem, I had such a guilt trip about nappies, about wipes, about yeah. all, all these issues, about throwaway cups, you know, and, and to provide that kind of a solution, where did the idea come from? Uh, it actually came exactly from what you're saying. I've had two children myself, and they are three and five now. Um, between them, we use 12,000 standard nappies, 36,000 standard wet wipes. Crikey, there's, and there's screwed up faces going on around yeah, the studio now. Wince, My wince. goodness, yeah. Um, and I just sat there one day looking at a drawer full of worn, plastic, garish, horrible tableware and cups that I knew were going to go either in the bin or in the recycling because you couldn't pass them on to charity or anything. And I just suddenly thought, I have to do something about this. The impact me and my children have had in the space of four short years, I've got to try and rectify this. And it's particularly with, with, with little kids, you kind of think you want to kind of start as you mean to go on. You know, it, it's all about their new life, doing good things. It's really, I don't know, it just feels wrong when that is, uh, is such an unsustainable thing, doesn't it? Yeah. And just looking back at the pile that they've created in such a short time, Oh, it's it's heartbreaking and so guilty. Um, so, so I was just going to say, so do you sell things online or, or, or do you have somewhere where we can sort of see your product? Uh, at the moment, we sell online uh, through our own website, mamabamboo.com or through Amazon. Um, and we are in discussions with a couple of high street retailers at the moment. So hopefully, fingers crossed, you'll see us in stores in the next few months. Well, that's good news. So uh, a good local business story as well. Yeah, And you can certainly come along to the market takeover, which is happening on the 12th. 19th. 19th, sorry. The 19th of May. Get that one right. Um, where we will be um, showcasing both of our product lines, the Bamaboo and the Envu Clubs Club. Sounds fantastic. So go on, tell us, what, what are you doing for the Sustainability Festival then? We've got plans. Uh, so our major event will be on the 1st of June, so the last day of the, uh, the festival. Uh, we're going to host a sustainable picnic in the park. And we're hoping that lots of families will come along um, and bring all of their picnic goodies wrapped and packaged in sustainable packaging. Okay. So wrap up your goodies in your beeswax wraps, use your bamboo fibre boxes, make sure you're using reusable cups um, and we'll all gather near the kiddies play park. Um, and have a lovely day, hopefully, in the sunshine. So that's in Verulamium Park, is yes, it? Yes, in Verulamium Park. And that's, that's sort of lunchtime-ish? Uh, from 12 till 3. 
Um, and we will host as well a baby changing tent, which we'll obviously stock out with Bamaboo products. And we ask everyone to please either use eco nappies and wipes um, or cloth nappies. Uh, we're aiming really that at the end of our three hours, we have created zero plastic waste. That'll be a test, won't it? It will. <laughs> so so uh, presumably you're just asking people to do their best. There won't be any plastic police out there throwing people <laughs> There's out. There's no plastic police. There will be no penalties. Yeah. Um, no, we're, uh, we're very pragmatic about it. Yeah, just to get people thinking, you know, once you, you know, once you start looking and seeing where there's plastic or unsustainable things, actually, once you've noticed them, then you've taken the first step to yeah, making a difference. Absolutely, and it will yeah. be a testament to the day to see which bags we manage to fill at the end of it. Have we filled just black bins or have we managed to fill our compost bin, which I'm going to take home because we have a hot compost system at home wow. um, and I can't fill it with a family of four. I can't fill my hot compost bin myself, so I'm going to take home all of the composting waste myself. Wow, um, so it's going to be a, a landfill-free event as well. That's what we're hoping. Excellent. Well, that sounds really good. But am I right in thinking you've also got a pledge thing going on during the, the, the festival? Or am I getting that mixed Ooh, up with someone might else? might be confused with someone else, but... Oh, I'll look out for that then. I'll look out for that. There's so much going on. There is so much going <laughs> on. So that's the, plas- the, the, the plastic feed picnic that you're doing where uh, that sounds great fun as well. You say, just thinking about things, but it'll just be nice to get together in the sunshine down at the park as well, won't yeah, it? Yeah, if everyone can just come along and under the sunshine have a lovely day out in nature. Yeah, and, and as they say, if they want to see your products and say hi to you in person, which is always good, isn't it? <laughs> then come along to the market takeover yes. on Sunday the 19th in the marketplace, and that's between 11 and 5, isn't it? That'd so I'd be, be good to see you there as well. Great stuff. And can you just give us the website uh, again, please, Laura? So if anybody's looking at, uh, wants to look into the product. Certainly. If you want to look us up, we are www.mamabamboo.com. Brilliant. And, um, and people can order through the website as yes, well. Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. Laura, well, you have me sold on the, on the picnic. I'll be there. <laughs> Fabulous. We'll see you there. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks a million for joining us on The Parent Show. Tonight's show is all about the Sustainability Festival coming up in just uh, just a couple, of, in a week and a half, isn't it, Amanda? It's coming up way too quickly. <laughs> way too quickly. There seems to be a lot to get done before then. I'm sure that everybody organising event is probably thinking the same as I am. But uh, no, it is very soon yeah and um, so just to remind you it's on from the 11th of May to the 1st of June and listen we've had a question from one of our, our listeners if I can just put that to you quickly from Cathy and she wants to know what do you do about school trips I mean how can you offset what the ch- children's travel and what do you recommend parents do well I mean it is a difficult one isn't it it would be really nice to see schools thinking about alternative ways of getting on school trips as we said I, I've got a friend who's a teacher up in Newcastle who's um, taken his foreign language students to, to Paris on the train for example It'd be really good if schools were showing kids um, different more sustainable ways of travelling rather than on the plane but given that lots of schools aren't at that stage yet yeah I think you're right that actually going onto a carbon offsetting website and basically paying your money for trees to be planted somewhere is probably the best way to go. Yeah, and that's a good point. It's it's better than nothing. It is better than nothing. It's always better not to um, do the flight in the first place if you can do, but if you have to do the flight and basically if you want to go on the school trip and they're flying there, presumably that's the the only choice you get, then yeah, carbon offsetting is the the second best. And and I would say also with school trips, you know, if, if, um, if it's a skiing trip, there's no need to go to America to go skiing, right? There's there's perfectly good mountains, a train ride away. So that well, I'm not a ski aficionado, but uh, you know, I, I think I'd agree with that. Yes, it uh, it would be nice uh, again to to see schools really thinking about trying to trying to show the kids ab- about how actually they can holiday in a sustainable way. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's always great if the schools start, start the ball rolling with things like absolutely, this. Absolutely, that's it? right. Yeah. Uh, but no, not, not to take away from parents, we, we need to model the behaviour too, don't we? Well, yes. I mean, like charity, it's sustainability starts at home. So yeah, kids oh, will be learning from I you. I like that. Sustainability. I just made that up just Did now. You? Oh, I like it. <laughs> that, I think that's going to be the tagline of the parents show from now on. <laughs> sustainability starts at home. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, so we've loads of wonderful guests this evening in to talk to us about um, the Sustainability Festival 2019 in St. Albans. Next, you're a bit of a legend, Catherine. That's what I, is, is that fair to say? Uh, uh, 
I'm speechless. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that. So just for all this, say, Kathleen, you're never speechless. Never, thank no, God. Yeah, the storyteller's silenced. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just uh, for anybody who doesn't know, um, it's Catherine Holt in the studio with us this evening, who is the brains behind Story Tent and has kept many a child entertained for must be thousands of hours now at this stage, Catherine, yeah. is it? Well, yeah, it's be- it must be coming up for about 13 or 14 years I've been, oh, wow. I've been sitting on a beanbag <laughs> in front of a lot of small children having a whale of a time. So, yeah. yeah. You're, oh. I've seen you in action many, many times and I'm very biased. I think you do a fantastic job. So tell us, what are you doing within the Sustainability Festival? Well, for the Sustainability Festival, I'm, I'm turning two of my regular story tent sessions um, into storytelling sessions with a sustainability theme. So I found a very old story which I've adapted. It's a story from the Jewish tradition. Um, and it's about a tailor who made a coat and who cut it down over the years as it wore out instead of throwing it away. So the coat became a waistcoat, and then the waistcoat became a hat, and then the hat became a little bow tie. Um, And I've kind of adapted that for very young children into that it's a mother making a coat for a child, and uh, the coat follows her as she grows up and then sets off for school. And then after we've had the story, the children um, will make a little set of paper dolls and on each doll will be a little cutout of the, um, of the coat and the waistcoat and the hat. Oh, it's oh, so I'm lovely. enchanted already. You know, we were, we were just sitting there, just thinking, oh, really? And what happens to it? Yeah. What happens to the coat? <laughs> you got us all under your magic spell. But what, what, the way you tell stories, you, you, there's no, there's no plastic, there's no electronics, there's no gimmicks. You're, no. you're just using your I'm voice. Completely and analog and uh, <laughs> very low tech. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just it's kind of evolved over the years. I started off with a few little baskets of my children's leftover toys and then uh, made it my mission to never walk past a charity shop without having a rummage to see if I could find something that might <laughs> inspire me and potentially inspire the children. So I've a huge collection of objects, some of which are toys and so sort of toy animals, which could be a protagonist in a story, but also lots and lots of other things that are made of materials that children actually preschool children very seldom get to handle um unless parents are specifically going out and and buying wooden toys most things offered to preschool children are brightly colored unyielding plastic and so i try to present them with lots of different sensory experiences so there are pieces of fabric in there there are pieces of rope and string there are lots of metal objects which often are the most um coveted by the children yes children will pick them out of the baskets make a little heap in a kind of collecting treasure way um but i'm trying to excite all of the senses at once a lot of the things when tapped together make a sound so it's not that they're pushing a button to make a sound it's that they're generating a sound or generating movement with a bit of cloth and uh, preschool children have such a boundless imagination that they constantly surprise me with the way that they play with the objects and then that feeds into the way I talk to them about it and then the parents notice things and that actually just with a bit of blue cloth and a bit of brown cloth you can create a little landscape it's the sea and the land and you can play with your toys on it and it's good fun uh, the thing that is amazing is the fact that it really works mm. i've seen you in action and the kids are yeah. entranced you, you know we they uh, are. you can get to feel that actually childhood is impossible without plastic and without electronics whereas actually mm. you only have to to watch story tent in action to think that we've got it all wrong yeah because actually the kids are just love as you say things that are sensory that can explore with their fingers and things and somebody giving them their attention, talking to them, involving them in a story. I think you've absolutely hit it, hit the nail on the head there. It is about attention. I very, very consciously make an effort to make eye contact, constantly repeating my scan of my gaze around the group of children. So the children feel attended to. And I'm all, um, as much as I'm telling the story, I'm listening and watching all the time because it's not me 
delivering a performance. It's something created by all of us sitting there, parents included, in that moment. So I'm watching... Uh, children's reactions or if they do a particular movement and I think oh can I I say oh that's nice yeah that does look like the wind let's all do you know so it's kind of create co-creating a story and then there's much more um, investment of of feeling and emotion from everybody in it and And, and I think it it really diverts children um, away from um, from wanting from things from um from a materialistic world and and takes them into a world of of imagination and um well and and human values really you know what it's like to be appreciated for what you're doing and um yes it's it's a it's a lovely thing and i think uh it's yeah it really does to engage kids in a in a as you say, in a lovely analogue way that is is just so much. Absolutely. And and it, it never fails to, it never failed. I mean, my kids are a little bit older, so we don't go to Story Tent anymore. But how much they engage and the parents. I mean, you, you actually silence us all <laughs> because we all get sucked into the story as well. And you're kind of, there's usually like your formulas, the story and then the craft activity that feeds uh-huh. into it. And even the craft activity is so innovative and fun to do and you know, you're you're learning two things at the same time. I th- and I think there's actually a thirst for that from some of the parents, because some of the parents kind of f- almost fight with their children about who's got control of the craft activity. <laughs> and uh, you know, and, I've noticed that oh, as yeah. well. <laughs> and some and some of the parents have have explicitly said, "I really wish we could have this just for us yes. to make stuff." And th- I think that drive to make and create and um, and use your imagination is fundamental and really important in a very uncertain age where we we are going to have to be thinking yes. on our feet about yeah. how we're going to live in in a world where resources are getting scarcer and scarcer. Yeah. So it always delights me the most when children will pick something out of the basket and they'll yeah. say, oh, this could be a so-and-so. So they're picking up an object thinking, well, it's it's this, but I could use it for that. And yeah. I love that. That yes, yeah. they, they, they engage uh, massively with yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, I, I can I have a mental image of your lovely basket of little mm-hmm. trinkets and toys, and I'd love I'd love to put a photo up so parents can can see what we're talking about. But the anticipation when you you because you don't have it sometimes you don't have it out straight away, mm-hmm. and and they're waiting for you, <laughs> and you take the cloth off the pa- the the basket full of trinkets, yeah. and you can see them, and they know what one they want to go mm-hmm. for, and you know, and rub. It's yeah. just magic. It really, it really is magic, and it is so kind of back back to back to basics, yeah. isn't it? It's so it, so well. It's just the lovely. fundamental thing that human beings do when they get together, isn't it? Yes. Tell stories to each other, yeah, talk yeah. to each yeah. other, look I, at I, each actually, other. Actually, I, I heard something recently saying that saying that that is one of the essential things about humans mm-hmm. that we are storytelling animals, yeah. and yeah. and you can see that, like Lydia says, it's not just the small children. Actually, yeah. we really enjoy a good story Absolutely. as well, don't Absolutely. we? So yeah, that that's right. And as I say, it, it's such, I mean, it is a sustainable thing in so many ways, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Absolutely. So remind parents again, Catherine, when you're when you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, so um, Story Tent runs at Trestle Art Space in Russet Drive, St Albans. Lovely spot. And uh, it runs on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. And on a Tuesday, there are two sessions. They run for an hour. One starts at 10.30. The other one starts at 4, 4 till 5. Uh, obviously, the 4 till 5 one, can older children can come along. People who've uh, already started school can come along to that one as well. Uh, and there are two sessions on a Wednesday, 10.30 and 1.30. Excellent. And do you have a website, Catherine? I do have a website, but most of the information about uh, StoryTent, it's best if you have a look on the StoryTent at Trestle Facebook page. So it's just called StoryTent at Trestle, and there'll be um, updates about classes there. Yeah. Brilliant. I'll post that on our Facebook Great. page now Thank so you. parents can find out about it. But lovely, lovely to talk to you as yeah, always, nice Catherine. Nice to see you too. Thank, thanks Great a million for joining us. Okay. I, I was going to say, can I give a little plug just on my radio programme this week? I spoke to uh, to Tressel Arts there about some of the great things they're doing there to, to try and um, decrease their environmental footprint. So it might be worth a listen if you're interested. We are talking all about Suspeth 19, that's what I'm going to call it. And um, joining us, um, on, in the stu- not in the studio, but on the phone at the moment, is Carolina 
Nordstrom, Amanda, isn't that right? Carlson, I beg your pardon. I've got a mental block tonight. <laughs> I'm going to let you do the talking. Yeah. Hi, Caroline, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can do. Thank you for joining Good. us, Caroline. Yes. So, so, um, so you're running, um, uh, I don't know how to describe it, uh, an, an, an event, a, uh, a thing called EcoEd for the Sustainability Festival. Can you explain to us what EcoEd is? Absolutely, I can. So, eco, it's actually pronounced ecoed, but um, ecoed, most people sorry. tend to say yeah, God, I'm doing bad with my pronunciation as well. <laughs> so, yes, it's called ecoed, um, and the organization is called Ecoed Life, and we're all about educating and raising awareness and creating action for more sustainable living and making it really accessible to people of all ages. And uh, to, in our help, we have developed a game app, a quiz game app, which is called Ecode, and that's the that's the uh, really the um, the tool that we aim to use during the sustainability festival by starting uh, a challenge, where everybody will be able to join and, and play on the game app, and uh, the results um, of of who is who's won is then going to be revealed at an event on the 1st of June. Oh, I see. So this is a proper challenge that everybody can take part in then. Absolutely, definitely. The uh, um, information is about to go out very, very soon and to be promoted by us and by yourselves um, about how, how you can join and how you can download the game app, which is, it works on most phones and uh, tablets. Uh, available to download and and that will be for free and everybody will be able to take part by just you know playing uh, whenever they can and how much or how little they want to uh, from wherever they are okay so it's in a game format is it Yes, yes, it's it's like a quiz game, like a trivial pursuit or something, which I'm sure many of you will know what it is. Oh yes, yes. So sort of questions that we answer is, is that right? Yes, yeah. Right. yeah, that's right. So so it's questions in four categories uh, in relation to waste, energy, water, and well-being. Uh, so it's quiz uh, quiz game uh, where the question is asked, and there'll be four options, and and you pick an option. Um, on what you think the right answer is and the more right answers you have uh, the more points you will get and the better you stand in chance of winning right okay and are there different sort of levels say if a child was playing or an adult was playing or is it the kind of thing that everybody can just join in the same it's actually where everybody can join in the same. So it's a, it's a kind of really fun way to, to try it out with, with a family at home. And uh, we've had, uh, you know, young people, children uh, playing it and being really amazed by, by the facts which are presented uh, through the quiz uh, up to sustainability professionals thinking that, oh, you know, they're going to rock this completely and uh, realizing that they don't know everything at all. Oh, I like the sound of that. So what would the, what would the young <laughs> children be what sort of age are we aiming from there yes you need to be able to to read uh, because there is uh, you know the question is obviously post on your on your on your phone or on your tablet so you need to read the question and there is a time limit uh, to be able to answer it so so I would say from about eight or nine and upwards Right. And if, but if you're younger, I, I bet you could play with your siblings, for example, and, you know, could play together by looking at the phone and, you know, the older uh, child could read it out loud. Right. Yeah, that's a good idea. So this mm. sounds like the kind of thing that, uh, that perhaps kids could do in school as a class or, uh, I don't know, uh, scout groups or. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We work a lot with schools uh, where we run these uh, challenges, which we call e-code challenges, um, there where the um, uh, group of school children or, you know, any other kind of group of young people are able to play against each other and that really really gets them going because it's a bit of friendly competition and we've had many records beaten in that way where they really really go for it and really keen to to answer lots of questions and sort of beat their opponents yeah okay well th- th- this sounds great is that everybody likes a good quiz so i can see the fun yeah. in it and um, so so y- you've developed this as a way of of teaching us basically about um about better ways to be mm-hmm. more sustainable have you mm-hmm. done any research to see if it actually works in that way 
Yeah, so first of all, there's a lot of research that goes into the question to make sure that they're correct uh, and so that the facts, that we get the facts right and um, so that it is, you know, based on, on science and the most recent information available. Um, and... Um, when we uh, when we do this within schools and other groups of, of people, the, the data at the back end can be downloaded, uh, which it will be for the challenge that will run during the sustainability festival as well, to just to show what the results are uh, for that group of people or that community in terms of um, how how much they know, what they know, what they don't know, where the gaps are. And also the interesting thing with the game map is that it proposes actions that you can take. So it shows the willingness for people to engage in the action because you need to activate them, the action and complete them. Right. And, and these little actions are things that you can do in your everyday life. Right. Um, yeah. So, 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 so obviously, that, there's a bit of honesty in there. You have to say that, yes, I have completed this and actually have completed it. Rather right. Than just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so potentially, number one, this is going to be lots of fun. Number two, we're going mm -hmm. to learn quite a lot through doing it. Mm -hmm. but, but also, as a community, we could actually learn quite a lot about ourselves and the steps that we could or should be taking to become more sustainable. Absolutely, yeah. So what we aim to do at the uh, sort of live event, if you wish, that we're aiming to hold on the 1st of June is to, to show the data that we have collected from the whole community um, of um, uh, SUSTFest who's been playing so that we can show what the results are. Um, and, and then based on that, there's a possibility to discuss, OK, this is what we can see. What, what, what can we do to improve? in certain areas or what can we build on well, sounds fantastic so just remind us how do we find the app so how do we join in yeah so the app is available on uh, on uh, google play or app store and it's called ecode ecoed uh, to be able to actually join the challenge uh, so that we can collect the data we are going to release information very very soon on on social media uh, through sustfest and also through through our own social media ecode live uh, with a link that people will be able to click to join the challenge and the challenge starts on the 11th of me fantastic so keep a look at on social media either with susfest or ecode life brilliant Fantastic. really Cam easy i actually just downloaded the app and got an account while you were talking wow so, so cool so, excellent so fantastic <laughs> so you, you've got one new member and we'll 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 play that later on do you know i think uh, my family are gonna love this yeah oh, brilliant yes absolutely <laughs> it was so easy it just took a matter of seconds to set up the account so uh yeah no i'm looking forward to playing that carolina thanks a million excellent excellent thank you and good luck Great. Oh, great. thank you. Take care. <laughs> Have a great time at Sussfest. Thanks, Carolina. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great. So that was Carolina Nordstrom. I got it. Tenth time lucky. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's right. I've got the name right. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was lovely talking to her. But yeah, lovely little, lovely looking app. Um, and take seconds to fit up what to set up I mean, everybody loves a competition everybody loves a quiz and i think it. a really great way to to be learning things and say having fun and actually if it does point ways that because saint Albans is really at the moment you know we're we're not doing so well on sustainability scores if, it, if it's going to show ways that we can be better that is going to be really good as well absolutely so, yeah, and, and teachers don't always know everything and this helps them doesn't it just gives them a little leg up because they they don't know everything about every subject they yeah. can't it's just not possible really interested here that Carolina said there that um, that all of the questions very carefully researched so that therefore if, if you know there's no arguing about answers scientists have researched these these are well, that's that's really good to know as well yeah, so you lovely can bit of them. evidence based yeah answers good. great so we are charging through the show trying to bring you as as broad a selection of possible as possible of the various guests uh, events that are happening so Amanda Anything, anything you want to tell our guests before we have pass on to our, our next um, guests, well, our audience, sorry, before we pass well, on Well, nothing in particular, apart from actually, it's great to hear from so many people, isn't it? I'm amazed by the number of, oh, I don't know, so many different things, aren't there? Absolutely. It's such a lovely um, selection of events that are going on. And, uh, you know, you just have to sit down with a pen and paper and plan it, plan it all out in advance, don't yeah, you? Absolutely, you do. That's right, indeed. So, um, yeah, so we've got next here, Richard Piper from the Woodcraft Folk. Now, I have to admit, I don't know who the Woodcraft Folk are. I'm kind of thinking, 
Carpentry Club, but that's not right, is it? No, I think it's really good to let's get the name out of the way, first of all. Uh, if, when you hear woodcraft, think bushcraft. Ah, so bushcraft. That's what it is. Uh, there is a, a story that uh, a few years ago, some of our guys went along to a farmer's uh, place. They thought they were going to be taught how to do something, and he just gave them a pile of wood and said, that's where the fence is going to go. And it took them about half an hour to pluck up the courage to say, we don't actually know how to do carpentry. So we're <laughs> definitely not a carpentry group. What we are, uh, essentially, we've been around since 1925. So wow. we're, we're, we're you know, not, not, not far off as old as the scouts and, 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 the, and the guides. Uh, but we're um, a movement, really, that, for social change uh, for young people, uh, particularly connecting with nature, getting out there into the environment, which is why we're so excited to support um, yeah, sustainability week um we've been running in st albans um sort of for many 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 years but over the last uh, 10 years particularly we've had a really vibrant group so we're uh we Richard, welcome- can you t- what are the uh, so it's both girls and boys who you work with who are in the group and what kind of ages are they so uh yeah we're, we open we're open to all genders uh absolutely inclusive in that sense uh, and all faiths and in terms of ages we run right from the age of four uh, up to 16 well even adult members so we have some um, um up to the age of 25 you can be involved um our four to five year olds we call them wood chips which is very sweet Aww. uh six to nine year olds we call them elfins i, I have never quite worked out why <laughs> but they have they have normal shaped ears you don't need to worry about it <laughs> nothing uh, lord of the rings about that then. nothing at all our 10 to 12 year olds pioneers and our 13 to 16 year olds adventurers but i think in all age groups the focus is on having fun uh and being together uh being um part of a cooperative so so as well as being a cooperative of, of parents so it's run by cooperative parents it's not like we've got a sort of hierarchical structure of leaders every parent has an opportunity to get involved and i think that's one of the things people really love about it but we're also um ensuring that um, the young people themselves have an opportunity to have a voice and to shape their session so it's really good for confidence uh, really good for having fun so this weekend for example we're out camping for the weekend um, um 90 of us uh, give or take uh out, out in the woods um and of course for sustainability week we're going to be uh, welcoming people to no man's land so anybody oh, lovely on the thursday the 16th or friday the 17th of may both nights go along to the car park at ferris lane look for our big banner um and you'll be able to join in completely free uh and you we're going to be uh, making a massive rope bridge uh, and then testing it <laughs> um uh, den building uh, and i think part of the group um as well as doing stuff together it's definitely getting out there getting into uh the great outdoors uh getting our faces away from our screens um and connecting with each other and with the world around us um and as i say also has this social change element so our oldest group for example uh, this uh, this term they're going to be doing some work on some social action projects um out in town uh, but also doing some sessions on, on what to do if you get arrested as a, a social movement so you know it's quite some quite useful interesting life skills yeah, <laughs> absolutely really does. but this this really ties in well with catherine and story tent doesn't it that actually even in the 21st century kids still like doing the things that are actually kids have been doing for hundreds of years you know, actually quite simple things that don't involve electronics or screens or anything like that. They just involve I don't know, the things that nature provides and other people. Absolutely. So, you know, this camp this weekend, we've got a range of activities organised. But I also know that we'll we'll spend about um, a quarter of the time encouraging the kids to get off the rope swing and join in the activities. And then probably we'll, we'll, we'll go, actually, they're loving the rope swing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Carry on with the rope swing. Uh, and we'll, we'll sit down and relax for a bit. So, you know, I think actually it is also about being child-led from that point of view. And yeah. as you say, the activities that people enjoy are those they've always done. That must be really nice for the kids, actually, when they're so used to being in classes uh, at school, being forced to do things that actually they don't want to do and having to be, you know, told that now it's time to do this. Actually, to instead be able to do something they're enjoying and have somebody saying yeah that's fine if that's good if you're enjoying it then do some more that that must be nice i think that's fantastic for them and i think that they they really uh i think you get the best out of them by by giving them that that choice one of the most interesting things actually being a parent co-op and obviously as parents we're often in that zone where we're trying to get kids to do what we need them to do uh and as a parents co-op we sort of absolutely encourage people not straight away but over time to lead a session um and one of the experiences we've all been through i've certainly been through is learning that 
the aim of the session is not that the session gets done in the way I planned it. The yes. aim of the session <laughs> is for them to have fun, to enjoy themselves and, and to take whatever they want out of it. And I think that's actually very liberating for us actually as adults as yeah. well. And, and to understand yes. that um, this doesn't have to be a, a super controlled environment. It's always a safe environment and it's a risk assessed environment, yeah. uh, but it's also a free environment. Having something that involves an element of spontaneity and so it does make things much more interesting, but as you say, it's just not what we're really used to as adults, no. is it? So. And my, my, I was on a school trip with my daughter to this fantastic Celtic Harmony. I don't know if you've heard it in Wellen. And uh, they have recreated some um, Celtic uh, roundhouses there. But there's an element of den building in there. And the children got so drawn into it that they extended the session. They said normally we're supposed to move on, but th the kids were enjoying it so much. And it is, it's just, it's again, it's back to the basics, isn't it? Yes. They were uh, like scrabbling around trying to find the right stick and then when you know and, yes. and playing with sticks for hours they could and, and so much of this is in a natural green environment and there is so much evidence that this is brilliant for kids and particularly for their mental well-being isn't there so absolutely really um not just fun not just sort of education in a slightly different sort of way but actually good for their mental health as well absolutely and i think the practical skills as well um you know if you know at the age of seven how to safely light a fire and put it out. <laughs> That's the useful you, bit, yes. You actually feel quite empowered. And Absolutely. Actually, you know, I think, I think we, we, it's really important. And I think that, that's what this woodcraft, bushcraft bit is. That's the skills bit. So, you know, we'll have children uh, as young as 10 this weekend uh, using knives, um, learning to, to whittle safely um, and create whatever sharp sticks they choose to create. Um, oh, some of, them, some of them produce spoons or tent pegs, but usually it's sharp sticks, but that's okay. Um, but learning to do that safely um, in, a, in a sort of structured but kind of environment where they can try stuff out and kind of realise that, you know, you don't have to do this in super sort of cotton wool environment. Well, that's exactly it. And we, we've, on the parents show, we've, we've frequently had um, psychologists who are specialised in anxiety who mention that the, the, the fact that children are not learning to assess risk and not learning to take risks actually leads to greater anxiety because they don't know what's they don't know what could possibly go wrong because they don't get an opportunity to because quite often they're so cosseted. So, yeah, you know, we, we use knives didn't we when we were children and, yeah. and you, you, you learned the dangers yeah absolutely absolutely you learn how sharp they are um, yeah, indeed. <laughs> you know, it's a useful indeed. skill fantastic <laughs> that's brilliant Great. thank you Richard I, I would say one of the things I mentioned at the beginning is that lots of um, events for the festival of sustainability are getting booked up really really quickly and some of them un unfortunately have already sold out um, and one of those is the discover hedgehogs event that's being run by the hearts of middlesex wildlife trust and hornbeam wood hedgehog sanctuary um but i mean the, the festival is supposed to be so supposed to be the sort of start of really good things isn't it going not just in the festival but throughout the year and thankfully horn Greenwood, they, they've got other events as well that we can, and we of course we can help hedgehogs at any time of the year so um martin you're from Hornbeam Wood Hedgehog Sanctuary. Thank you ever so much for, no, for joining us. Thank you for your patience as well That's there. So can you just tell us a little bit about what, what the sanctuary does? Uh, yeah, we're a charity based in Harpenden. We look after hedgehogs which are uh, either orphaned baby hoglets, injured hedgehogs or hedgehogs that are underweight. Um, quite a lot of the hedgehogs we get in are there for at least a few weeks but some for several months over the winter periods where they're quite underweight. And we fatten them up to make sure they're healthy released back into a wild place mainly into gardens but often into fields woodlands allotments and things like that so it's a temporary sanctuary yeah we do have uh, some permanent ones but the their disabilities but we're missing a leg or they're blind um, but majority of the hedgehogs we get through are just released straight back into the wild and uh, carry out a lovely healthy life how do you come across them martin um, well, to begin with, we, we, it was mainly through um, the vets. Uh, the vets um, were approaching us to, to look after some of the hedgehogs, but also people started to get, get to know that we were around locally. Um, so now we get hedgehogs from all over the place, Harpenden, St Albans, um, <laughs> well in you know, wheat hamstead all over the place i'm now. just trying to p picture this so to people like dry pick up a hedgehog put it in 
the car, drive to you and give you the hedgehog. Yeah, yeah. People are very kind and they're very good. So obviously if a hedgehog's on the road, it's going to need help because it's got a dangerous place for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, they're very good. The community around the area That's as well, so they help lovely. out a lot. It's not just me. I've got, I have a few volunteers as well that yeah. help out. Martin, so are you happy for people to, you know, if they do find a hedgehog that's in distress, should they bring them to you? Um, yeah, I'm not open to the public, but um, the sanctuary is private, but um, they're definitely able to bring the hedgehog directly to us. Um, there is a number on our website where they can call, it's like a hot hotline, I guess, um, and they can phone that any time of the day, even if it's just for advice on hedgehogs they might find. Not all hedgehogs need saving. Um, but um, a lot of the time, as long as we get a few details over the phone about what the hedgehog's like, we can give some sort of um, analysis to see whether it needs some help um, yeah. from our end or whether it needs to go to the vet, of course, because we're not actually a hospital, so there's some things like x-rays or broke fractured bones that we can't deal with, but after the caring we can, or a lot of small injuries, um, maybe bites, um, there's a few pests like you know, ticks and fleas and things like that we can get rid of, and some worms as well that they have, um, but yeah, it's, it's a... What a oh. unique thing. Is, there, is this a known? I've never heard hogs, a hedgehog sanctuary before, it's a yeah. fabulous idea. Um, well, the, other, the, the British Hedgehog Preservation Society is like a big database of rescue centres around the country that people can find, and they'll put them into contact with a local rescue centre, of which we are one of them. Um, but the actual sanctuary itself, um, it, I've been doing it for a few years, five years or so now. Um, to begin with, it was quite private, and as people have got to know me, it's gone a little bit bigger. But, yeah, there's a lot of other people doing this as well around the country. Um, we do hold um, educa educational awareness um, uh, talks for children, mainly the Beavers, Cubs and Scouts, Rainbows and Brownies um, but uh, most of the time it's just myself looking after the hedgehogs during the day and in the evenings I'll do some talks Fantastic. So Martin, do you want to tell us about the event that you, as I say unfortunately booked up, but the event yeah. that you're doing for the uh, the Sustainability Festival? Yeah, so like I said, we're, we're not open to public, but we're in, working in partnership with the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust, um, and there's a few um, events throughout this year actually. I think the next one is on the 29th of May is booked up but there are others, 19th of June 17th of July, and so on uh, throughout the year. You need to go directly to the Hearts Middlesex Wildlife Trust yeah. to get um, the booking information through them and then of course you'll get all the details about the course um, and what do people time. learn on the course so um, it's all about hedgehogs so how how they can help hedgehogs in the garden um, uh, sometimes it, it depends on 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 because we've got adults only groups but it's handling how to handle hedgehogs as well uh, what their habits are uh, where they live um, what their um, there's issues with hedgehogs at the moment because there's lots of dangers for, for them so they're kind of their population is declining they're endangered at the moment so there's only about a million of them left in the last decade uh, we've lost half of them from rural areas and then some towns and cities a third of them so they need as much help as they can get so i try and educate um, people on how to make their, their garden friendly uh, which is as simple as making a hole in a fence obviously the whole street would have to get involved in this to make sure a hedgehog can get through all the gardens but even going down to piles of leaves piles of wood, wood um, stacks planting trees that will attract insects like plum trees and pear trees and things like that or wild patches in the garden so we talk about that um, and then we do some practical activities that will involve the children as well as the adults Sounds so absolutely hard. great. I'd love that. It sounds really good. Um, I did notice that, um, again, to do with the uh, Sustainability Festival, Lancaster Road and Gurney Court Road in St Albans, they've got together to make their streets into hedgehog streets. Oh, so that they're all putting little yeah. holes in their fences and trying to make little houses in all their in their gardens to make sure they can welcome as, as many hedgehogs as possible and keep them safe. There. Yeah, it's, so just, it's kind of a street thing. You, you, basically, yeah. you all need to get involved. If one person does it, it's fine, but obviously... The hedgehog needs to go through all the gardens so there needs to be a kind of champion in your street that's able to knock on the doors and say, oh would you mind putting a small hole in your fence yeah. just to allow it hedgehogs. is only little how, how only big yeah so, yeah about the size of a cd 13 okay. centimeters in diameter that's all they need really so it's Do, not much does yeah. it would how does that um affect fox activity uh, foxes won't be able to get through that but um i mean cats obviously they jump over the fences anyway so yeah. it's, it's mainly the small mammals that would be using that as a route, a highway. Yeah, that's indeed. such a lovely And I suppose idea. if they can get through fences and travel within our gardens, because they do travel quite a long way, don't they? They do. Um, 
um, every night up to sort of two kilometres they can travel. God. They have a, a, an area of, of up to, I mean, it's 50 acres in their sort of lifetime, but generally up to two 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 kilometers uh, a day yeah. is what they can travel yeah but at least if they can travel within gardens they aren't forced onto roads where of course is where so much of the danger lies for correct them. and they can also find mates of course as well so yeah. if they're trapped somewhere it's difficult for them to, to breed and things yeah. like that. so those are all really really easy things that we can do you know in our own gardens now but you know anytime then lovely activities to do with kids as well aren't they yes there are yeah yeah um the discovery hedgehog events um it's a new it's new for this year so it's it's quite a it's quite an interesting to get the different groups in there but they all seem to have fun when they're there um and the feedback's been quite positive so that sounds absolutely brilliant it really does so middlesex hearts middlesex wildlife yeah. trust and look out for all the events that you have yeah coming up. discovery hedgehogs on their website you'll be able to book up um the course on there so it's just like a talk one hour course normally hail yeah. from two to three p.m fantastic and uh, so you don't want truckloads of people arriving over at your house but if you see a hedgehog in distress they can give you a call oh definitely anytime yeah that's fine there's a on the numbers on the website it's hornbeamwood.org.uk would you mind spelling it out yeah h-o-r-n-b-e-a-m-w-o-o-d.org.uk yeah. uh, we've also got a facebook um page hornbeamwood hedgehog sanctuary if you search for that and instagram hedgehog sanctuary fantastic so we, we we've shared it already on our facebook page i Perfect. think but okay. we will indeed again thanks a million martin for Thank coming and so talking about hedgehogs no problem brilliant so Amanda, we're coming toward we're in the last couple of minutes of the show. We yeah. managed, we got everybody in. We did. Brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely so great that everybody's able to come along. I mean there are so many other events for kids during the sustainability festival. And the other thing I would say is that the schools, for example, are doing lots of stuff as well. So get ready for your kids to come back from school saying about all the exciting things that they've been doing in classes, they've been doing eco days, all sorts of things at schools, and we're really grateful for, for schools joining in as well. Right. So can you just remind everybody again? what the website is Amanda and how they can find out about all so the if events. you if you search well, if you search for sustainability festival to be you'll get there but it's not on the sustainable St Albans website if you take a look there as I say it's all the festival stuff everything you need to know way to make your bookings for events it's all there brilliant and I just want to mention one other event that's coming up and it's actually this weekend uh, this weekend it's the happy teens well-being weekender and it's professionals in youth well-being mental health and resilience coming together for one day to help you and your teenager navigate the teenage years with talks workshops and next ex- exhibitors on anxiety social media exams stress self-esteem communication and much more so it's saturday 4th may nicholas breakspeare's school you can get your um tickets through uh clicking on www.natural-flare.com forward stroke events but we'll put that on our our (laughs) our parent show facebook page as well so we've run out of time amanda but we will be doing another show on the sustainability yes that's right during the environment matters sustainable stories week which is the 18th to the 25th of may during the festival really looking forward to joining you then of course do listen in to environment matters every wednesday evening at seven o'clock when i've got loads more guests who are um, taking part in the sustainability festival with lots of brilliant events there. Fantastic. Thanks a million, Amanda. Tune in next week.